Hey gang, Tom Mullen here. Do you have a child who spends more time than you'd like in front of screens consuming low quality content? Well, you can turn that screen time into something fun and worthwhile. I'm talking about mini coders, an educational game-based platform including companion apps made for kids with video tutorials, virtual assistant, and games where kids learn coding skills while they play in the Roblox metaverse, all under the safety and guidance of a virtual assistant and in-game tutors. Minicoders is perfect for homeschooled, unschooled, or traditionally schooled children alike and helps them build 21st century skills and have a ball doing so. Right now, you can try out Minicoders with no obligation by registering for a free trial at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash Minicoders. That's M-I-N-I-C-O-D-E-R-S. Again, just visit TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash Minicoders and start your free trial today. Every revolution starts in the minds of the people. Arm yourself for the war of ideas. Take back your life. Take back your liberty. Tom Mullen Talks Freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tom Mullen Talks Freedom. Today's episode is an anti-science Christmas. You might be familiar with my book, An Anti-State Christmas. If you're on my email list, you should have received a free copy just for signing up. And if you haven't, it's never too late. Just go to antistatechristmas.com. And, of course, you can pick up a paperback copy for less than $5, although I, I think that it might be too late to get it before Christmas. In any case, today we're here to talk about the anti-science Christmas that at least those of us in New York are experiencing as we are now somewhat living under another mask mandate statewide by Interim Governor Hokum who replaced disgraced gluteal masseuse Andrew Cuomo as governor of New York. Now, if you live here at the western end of New York, your county may be pushing back. My county of Niagara and several of the counties outside Erie County, the county which contains Buffalo, New York, publicly announced that they're not going to enforce the mask mandate. And I can tell you that while most people are complying with it voluntarily, there are uh, plenty of people not complying with it, and businesses are generally not enforcing it. And that's all good news. But I wanted to call attention to a story that is not such good news for us here in Western New York, and that is that wide receiver Cole Beasley will not be playing against the New England Patriots in the Buffalo Bills big showdown this weekend. And the reason he's not going to play is that he's tested positive for COVID-19. But it's not just that he tested positive. He tested positive and is unvaccinated. I wanted to read a report from the Buffalo News on the situation. And, and I'd like you to pay careful attention to what they report on Cole Beasley's 10-day quarantine. It says, in a statement posted on Instagram titled, Let Beasley Play, Beasley said, Just to be clear, COVID is not keeping me out of this game. The rules are. Vax players are playing with COVID every week now because they don't test. One of my Vax teammates is in the hospital missing games. I'm sure he didn't get this same energy. 
Thank you for those who support. To everyone else, if you don't get what's happening, there is nothing anybody can do for you. And then that's the end of the quote, and the Buffalo News goes on to report, under the NFL protocols, vaccinated players test weekly and unvaccinated players test daily. The league issued new guidelines last week that allow vaccinated players to return as early as the next day after a positive test, provided a player is asymptomatic for 24 hours. Okay, so they have different rules for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. So if you're infected with COVID-19, but you've got the vaccination, you can come back after 24 hours. But if you are not vaccinated, you have to wait 10 days. Why? Both players are infected. And we've already seen reporting, even from the great Anthony Fauci, that somebody who's been vaccinated and infected with COVID-19 has as much viral load as an unvaccinated person and therefore can infect somebody else. Now, that's a different statement than an unvaccinated person is no more likely to get infected. But once you are infected, then according to the science trademark, you are just as likely to infect somebody else. So this is clearly not about science. It's not about public health. The NFL's policy, at least, is simply to punish people who haven't been vaccinated. But that's not the part that I wanted you to notice about that passage. The part I wanted you to notice is that vaccinated players are allowed to return as early as the next day after a positive test provided a player is asymptomatic for 24 hours. Wait a minute. Why does it matter if they're asymptomatic? I thought people could spread COVID asymptomatically. We have to believe that, right? Because if that weren't true or if it were very rare, there would have been no justification for everything that happened in 2020, no justification to lock down the general asymptomatic population, no justification to mandate masks for people who have no symptoms. But yet you can come back and play in the NFL as long as you don't show symptoms for 24 hours. If that's the case, then why do asymptomatic New Yorkers have to wear masks, Governor Holcomb? Why are some governors and county executives talking about possible lockdowns, despite their failed track record in 2020, for asymptomatic people? And I wanted to just spend a few minutes talking about this whole asymptomatic thing, because it's something that everyone keeps talking about as if it's real, and all of the science says that it isn't. Now, to me, more than anything else, more even than the effectiveness of the vaccines or how dangerous they may or may not be, this is the crucial issue. Because if asymptomatic spread is not significant or non-existent, then nothing that governments did over the past two years was justified. I can't emphasize that enough. So let's go back to how this all got started. How did we first come to the conclusion that COVID spread asymptomatically? Well, if you look back and you can do Google searches where you control the date range and you can see what people were saying about the spread of respiratory viruses asymptomatically before 2020, it was an issue that scientists wondered about but largely agreed did not occur. 
Why? Because of the nature of respiratory viruses. They generally travel through the air. And in order for a person to transmit enough virus, they have to have a certain viral load in their respiratory system. And that viral load uh, necessary to spread the virus will cause symptoms. So asymptomatic spread would be rare or non-existent in a respiratory virus. But oh my gosh, we were told, this novel coronavirus spreads asymptomatically. And how did that start? You're not going to believe this, but it started based on a single case of one woman, a Chinese woman, who purportedly spread the virus asymptomatically to four people in Germany. And based on this single case of one person, St. Anthony Fauci said that case lays the question to rest. Now, the only problem was that no one had actually interviewed the woman in question who transmitted the virus and asked her had she had symptoms at the time. I'm not sure how they determined that she didn't have symptoms, whether that was the observation of the people she interacted with. But when it turned out that she did have symptoms, the study was retracted. And then, of course, they started to do more scientific studies on this matter. And a subsequent study, and I'll post all these on the show notes page, said that they did not link any COVID-19 cases to asymptomatic carriers. A study after that said that transmission of the disease by asymptomatic carriers is not a major driver of spread. This is what the science actually says, that this is not significant if it's happening at all. A study published in November 2020 in Nature that included over 10 million people in Wuhan found zero cases of asymptomatic spread, and that was among over 1,100 close contacts of infected people who were asymptomatic. Zero cases. Another study published on the NIH website, this is Anthony Fauci's agency, by the way, he works for the NIH, looked at what they call the secondary attack rate in households. In other words, if you're infected, what's the percentage that you're going to infect somebody else in the same household? And listen to this. The secondary attack rate was 16.6% overall, counting asymptomatic and symptomatic cases. Now, for symptomatic cases, it was 18%. For asymptomatic cases, it was 0.7%, less than 1% within the margin of errors, what might not have been happening at all there either. Now, these are not bloggers on the internet finding this. This is the NIH. This is a study published in Nature. Okay, everyone, let's take a quick break for this important message that time of the year again when we're all looking for something special to give friends and loved ones for the holidays. Unfortunately, the government and its bank have worked especially hard this year at doing what they do best, make things more expensive for the rest of us. Well, I have great news. You can get a free copy of my new ebook, An Anti-State Christmas. That's my gift to you and appreciation for listening. But that's not all. I've also made the book available as a paperback at an incredibly low price, so you can get a few copies to give as gifts. It makes a great stocking stuffer. And don't worry, this is not some preachy libertarian treatise. It's full of fun, 
and even includes a special Christmas beverage recipe. Get more information and your free ebook at antistatechristmas.com. Now, what evidence do we find on the other side? Well, it's been pretty consistent. Just before recording this, I did a search over the last month to see what might be new on this issue, and the answer is nothing. When a reporter makes a case for asymptomatic spread, it always follows the same logic, which is scientists say that asymptomatic spread is happening, and then they'll point to a study that just says a large percentage of cases are asymptomatic. So here's a study in Yahoo News that points to a a Journal of American Medical Association study, but the headline reads, what should you do if you have asymptomatic COVID? And then it says, in many cases, COVID-19 can be entirely asymptomatic, but even if the infection doesn't cause serious symptoms, it should still be taken seriously. It's clear at this point that asymptomatic COVID-19 infections can and do happen. It is? Why is it clear? Every time they do a study to look for it, they can't find it. But here's what the reporter writes next. In fact, a study published in JAMA Network Open found that globally, more than 40% of confirmed COVID-19 cases were asymptomatic. And we know that asymptomatic cases can still contribute to the spread of the virus. Okay, The fact that many cases are asymptomatic, that 40% of them or 50% of them or 90% of them are asymptomatic, does not prove that it's being spread by people that don't have symptoms. That's an obvious logical fallacy, especially in the context of multiple studies that fail to find any asymptomatic spread. So this is very important. These studies have been published in major scientific journals, well-respected, like JAMA, like New England Journal of Medicine, like Nature and the Lancet. Yet people like Anthony Fauci go on talking about asymptomatic spread as if a study on his own website didn't say it was minuscule or non-existent. Now, of course, the media is completely useless in asking what any seven-year-old would ask, being presented with that information, that if you're not finding it in any of the scientific studies, Why do you keep going on saying it and making policy based on uh, the existence of asymptomatic spread? So that's just one part of the anti-science Christmas that some of us are living through. If you're in a free state like South Dakota or Florida or Iowa or a, a growing number of others with Republican governors, you can be thankful that you're not here. But the only good news I have to report is, as I said, not only Niagara, but Chautauqua, Cattaraugus, and several other counties in New York have made official statements they won't be enforcing the mask mandate. I just hope that more and more of the citizenry will openly resist this. Because remember, and I will say this for the last time, if there isn't significant asymptomatic spread, something more than 0.7% as the best study that even establishes it has found, 
then there was no justification for lockdowns, closing businesses, a, a recession, all the suicides that happened, any unnecessary deaths caused by that. There was no justification, and there's no justification for mask mandates or other non-pharmaceutical interventions now if asymptomatic spread is insignificant. Finally, everyone, I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating this time of the year, and I do encourage you to celebrate it. Even doing that is a revolutionary act right now, at least in some places. And since there won't be an episode on Friday this week because it's Christmas Eve, I thought I'd leave you with uh, a little something special just to say Merry Christmas and thanks for listening. Now there's a little poem that it's uh, been a Christmas tradition for someone in the household to read on Christmas Eve. It dates back to 1823, and I've made the appropriate adjustments for 2021 and the anti-state Christmas. You can get the text of this in my book, An Anti-State Christmas, by going to antistatechristmas.com and just click on the link. You fill out your email address and you can download the book for free. So anyway, again, Merry Christmas, and I'll leave you with this. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the town not a creature was stirring, all were safely locked down. The masks were all hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Fauci soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of booster shots invaded their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap lay six feet apart for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what did my wondering eyes see arrive but a government agent walking straight up my drive? As bureaucrats go, he was lively and quick, and I despaired in a moment of avoiding the prick. More rapid than eagles had the variants come, and he whistled and shouted and called one by one, Now Alpha, now Beta, now Gamma and Delta, on Eta, on Epsilon, Kappa and Lambda. I have the new shot, there's no reason to stall. I've got the jab that will dash away all. He was dressed very badly from his head to his toe. It was hard to imagine a girl dating this schmo. A bundle of needles he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. He was chubby and plump from his tax-derived pelf, and I cringed when I saw him in spite of myself. The dim look in his eye and small size of his head soon gave me to know I had plenty to dread. He spoke not a word, but tried straight away to stab all our arms with the new mRNA. But laying a finger on each side of his nose, I gave it a squeeze and got him up on his toes. He sprang to his car as my boot hit his rear, and away did he drive almost too fast to steer. To the neighbors I shouted ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Okay, friends, that's going to do it for today. Don't forget to get a free copy of my new ebook, An Anti State Christmas, at antistatechristmas.com. 
Of course, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you normally listen. And please do go to the Tom Mullen Talks Freedom website at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com and leave a review. And if you like the music you've heard on Tom Mullen Talks Freedom, you can hear more at TomMullenSings.com. Thanks for listening. The war of ideas has only just begun. Arm yourself with the knowledge you need by heading to TomMullenTalksFreedom.com and subscribing to our email list. And remember, every revolution starts in the minds of the people.